<sighs> Another tea time ruined. This week on the Story Song Podcast. Now hear the tale and all its glory. Three friends who took inventory of all the songs that tell a story. It's the Story Song Podcast. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Story Song Podcast. I'm Dan McInerney. I'm Rachel Oaks. And I'm Michael Cassell. Every week on the show, we walk you through a story song, and we just really ever think the lyrics in a pretty annoying way. And this week, we're so doing it. So you don't it. have to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, not that you would want to. Um, so we this... annoy you, so you don't have to annoy yourself. <laughs> uh, so you're welcome. Yeah. You're welcome, America. <laughs> this week on the show, we're talking about Mrs. Brown, You've Got a Lovely Daughter by Herman's Hermits, originally released April 1965, um, and was a, was a big hit. Uh, mm-hmm. For those from those boys from London, I don't know if you could tell. Actually, I don't know about London, but from England, definitely. I don't know if you could yeah. tell. They have a slight accent, but the story is basically a young man comes to the house of the mother of his ex-girlfriend, and he basically just pours his heart out, saying she's great. Uh, your daughter's the best. I'm still really in love with her. I am not over this. I am not okay. But I just want you to know how how great I think she is and that I hope she just has a great life while I curdle up into a ball and die. Because I don't know if I mentioned I'm really not okay <laughs> with with the breakup that happened. So, hit me hard, Mrs. Yeah. Brown. Mrs. Brown, you've got a lovely daughter. Girls as sharp as her are something rare But it's sad She doesn't love me now She's made it clear enough It ain't no good to buy So it starts out with him saying, Mrs. Brown, you've got a lovely daughter. So we meet our main character up front. Yes. Our three main characters. Right, Mrs. Brown, the, the lovely daughter, and the guy who I'm going to just assume his name is Herman. Yep. Uh, I don't know for sure, but yep. I think that's a safe bet. But, oh, well, we'll get into it later. I was going to mention- door, he says, hi, I'm Herman. These are my hermits. Yes. I was just going to mention this is a hootie and the blowfish situation. There's no one named Herman in the band. So, right. So no, don't, no. Don't, don't, be, don't be wondering the whole time who Herman is. Strangely no enough, Herman. all of them hermits, though. Yeah, Not it's weird. Not one of yeah. them goes out of their house very often. Yeah, they were- Unless it's to record an episode of Shindig or something. <laughs> They were discovered in a cave. Uh, yeah. They all like six foot feet. Yeah. Anyway, okay. So back to this. Back to this story. <laughs> yeah. Herman knocks on the door. He knocks on the door, and uh, Mrs. Brown opens the door, and he says, "Mrs. Brown, you got a lovely daughter. Girls as sharp as girls as sharp as her are something rare." Mm-hmm. And you'll hear that I screwed up that lyric. I'm going to explain to you in a second why. But he says, uh, "But it's sad. She doesn't love me now. She's made it clear enough." It ain't no good to pine. Now the reason why I stumbled for a second there mm-hmm. is that is this a safe space that I can go ahead. Um, uh, admit something. So I heard this song all the time when I was a kid because my mom loved this kind of music. And but I then I didn't hear it for many many years. Every once in a while I hear it. When I was a kid, I thought the line was, "The girl's as sharp as hair on something red." <laughs> now, <laughs> what? I just assumed that that was some what? sort of British expression sure. that I didn't understand. <laughs> and it wasn't until now. I'm going to defend myself slightly in a second. But it wasn't until I read the lyrics where I was just like, oh, that makes way more sense. <laughs> but it wasn't a thing where like the whole time I was walking around being like, what, what does that mean? I just like, it was a thing that went into my brain as a kid and I just never questioned no. until I, I read the lyrics. I was like, that makes a lot more sense. In my defense, I was joking about it at the top. His accent is so thick 
Right. And by the way, that is a bit of a put on. I mean, they are British, but mm-hmm. he's definitely playing it up. His accent is so thick that I just couldn't understand what he was saying. And so I was just like, oh, yeah, hair is sharp as, you know, as sharp as hair on something red. Right. That must be like really like a pop when you see well, that. When you see hair on something red, it was just really like, whoa, that's sharp. Look at that. I it was, just it was really weird when you would bring it up in conversation. We're all like, yeah. what is Dan talking about? <laughs> this is not a thing. It- I got I guys. My daughter's doing so good in school. She's just like sharp as hair or something red. You guys know what I'm talking about, right? It's yeah, really crazy. Dan, I guess. Can I- Michael, can I speak to you in the kitchen? <laughs> okay, but anyway, enough about my stupidity. Uh, no, and no. How, and how I just Please invent more about Please your stupidity. More. I just invent things. So Don't ch- stop on our account. So let's let's try to imagine this. Okay. You're Mrs. Brown. Mm-hmm. Your daughter's dating some weird kid with a Cockney accent. <laughs> <laughs> You're at home. Uh, it's probably like a Saturday. You just cracked a beer. You're ready to sit down, <laughs> sit down and watch some football. Or I cricket. assume cricket, maybe cricket. you know whatever, or or your soaps. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't want to be heteronormative or whatever, but you're you know you're 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 gonna do whatever you're gonna do. Knock knock knock, and your daughter's emo ex boyfriend <laughs> wants to talk, uh. and he's gonna pour your heart out, uh, pour his heart out to you. Uh, and what are you gonna do? You're gonna you're not gonna kick the kid out, so you're gonna sit there and listen. I to mean, like, I think you might say, "Why are you here? <laughs> yeah. You can't be here." Yeah, I mean, this I, is uncomfortable. Or maybe this is not the first time this has happened. No. She's like, "Oh, it's Saturday. It's four <laughs> thirty. It's Herman again." Uh, it's been four years, Herman. <laughs> Come on, four Herman. years. Get on with your life, buddy. I mean, she went away to university two years ago. <laughs> This is getting weird. And she got married one year ago. So. He stops by every day at tea time. Yeah, exactly. St- though her, Mrs. Mrs. Brown is starting to think maybe she's got a young caller. Yeah. So, yeah. So, he comes in. He's like, you know, you got a lovely daughter. Girls as sharp as her. It's something rare. Uh, to which Mrs. Brown is like, look, I'm British, but can you be a bit less British? Can we turn down... Let's turn down the British because uh, you're super British right now, mm-hmm. and it's only going to get worse from here. We get that She's you're British. Like, we have a biscuit, which is a cookie, and yeah. some chips, yeah. which are fries. <laughs> Just to be clear, we 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 I'm the, the British we the British also have to translate all our Britishisms yeah, to yeah. each other because we never know what we're talking about. Yeah. Look at that lorry. Psst, I mean truck. Um, and then after you have your biscuit, I'm going to need you to get in the lift, which is an elevator, go downstairs, and leave. Mm-hmm. So I've said all of these things, but still what you're saying is more British than all the things I've just said. It's sad she doesn't love me now. Mm-hmm. She's made it clear enough. Yeah, she has. Yeah, Herman. She's mm-hmm. really made it clear. But I, I don't know that she had this has because you're here. Well, that's the thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, she has not made it clear enough. You're still showing up at her front door. I will, I will give Herman this. Okay. He seems to know the score. He can't get over it. Right. Like, and he's showing up at this poor woman's house to just like talk about it in a super sad and emo way. That's, I'm sure, is very annoying. But he's, he doesn't seem to be delusional. He's very clear that this is over and she is not coming back. And okay. Here, but his next thing he says is, it ain't no good to pine. Yes. What are you doing? What are you doing? Then what, are, then <laughs> what, are you what doing? is this? What are you doing? Explain to me what's happening right now. All, that's all you're doing. Under, in the dictionary, under pine, it's your face right now, yeah. Herman. Yeah, yeah. This I mean, is pining. First pine, it says, see also Herman. Yeah, yeah. It says pine, type of tree, what Herman is doing right now. That is <laughs> yeah. that is what it says. Yeah. Then you go to Herman in the dictionary and it says, see also hermits. I mean, or is he just like, listen, I know it's no good to pine. I just, 
but I can't help I myself. Can't. And again, is this all like, I mean, is this sarca- sarcasm or something? I don't understand. No, I don't think it's sarcasm. What he's doing I think right he's, now. I, again, she's sitting there drinking her tea, mm-hmm. trying to be very stiff, upper lip, British, polite about this. And he's just like, I, I know she's not coming back. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's no good to pride. But this is bad. I just don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. And she's just like, oh, I'm not crying. Uh. You're crying. <laughs> she so- puts down her tea and says, Herman, keep calm and carry on. <laughs> she wants to return those things I bought her. Tell her she can keep them just the same. Things have changed. She doesn't love me now. She's made it clear enough It ain't no good to find Walking about Even in a crowd Well, you'll pick around Makes a bloke feel so proud Okay, so then he says She wants to return those things I bought her Tell her she can keep them just the same Which again, I'm sure Mrs. Brown in the back of her head is just like Oh yeah, she's keeping them. Don't don't worry about that. <laughs> no, she says she wants to return them, not to yeah. him, but for store credit. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> she she wants she, a couple of gift cards. She yeah. asked him for the receipts. It's a different thing. She's not giving them back to you, Herman. She just wants the receipts so she, she can wants, get credit. Yeah, she wants to return them. He's saying she can keep them. Mrs. Brown's saying, "How do you feel about pawning them? Is that <laughs> like if if is that okay? Like how would you feel about it? Just I, throwing it out there. I think again, Miss Brown at this point is probably like." Why am I in the middle of this? This is I'm not part of this relationship. <laughs> I'm not in no way. This is this just... is between you and I'm assuming her name is I don't know Felicity. Yeah. Or okay. you know Gladys Eunice. I'm oh. trying to think of the most British name I can think of, but yeah. all I can think are American Girl dolls and characters <laughs> on Mama's Family. So I don't know neither of which are British. Yeah. They're literally American. I mean, it says right in the name, <laughs> yeah. American yeah. doll. Maybe her name's like Elizabeth, Eugenia, Eugenia. I don't know what I'm trying to think of. Like princesses. What what are the princesses called? Victoria. 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 Mm-hmm. There you go. David uh, Beckham. <laughs> yeah, there it is. <laughs> Right. I mean, it's probably David Beckham, yeah. Yeah. Dame Judy Dench. <laughs> <laughs> what if this is Dame Judy Dench? What, yes. what if this is a young Judy this Dench? Is a, this is a teenage Judy Dench. Yes. I'm gonna tell you something. Yeah. If I was dating Judy Dench and she dumped me, I would I would take it hard. Oh yeah. Because I don't know yeah. if you've seen old, young old footage Dench. of her. Oh man. She's smoking. I mean she's still smoking and she's like in her eighties, so you can only imagine. Back then. She's got a real Mrs. Brown vibe right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mrs. Brown, you've got an award-winning actress as a daughter. <laughs> She's going to be a dame someday? What is, what is that? She'll be a dame that... someday. <laughs> it's like, I, I think dame is like being knighted. Right, she's yeah. knighted. Yeah. Right? So then again, he says, things have changed. She doesn't love me now. Ain't no good to pine. Uh, second time you said that. And second time, that's all that you're doing. You keep saying it. And then Herman, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold up this mirror. I want you to look into it. What are you doing right now, dude? What are you doing? Look at it. Or, or sorry, what are you doing, lad? <laughs> and Mrs. Brown's like, it's not good for the neighbors either because everybody is watching this. <laughs> Walking about, even in a crowd, well, you pick her out, makes a bloke feel so proud. With that pause. I'm going to be Mrs. Brown again. Two things. Are we one, doing scene work? 
one, no idea what you're talking about. I have no idea what that's supposed to mean. But also, two, seriously turn down the British. Now you really (laughs) got to turn it down. I don't know what that line's supposed to mean. I think he's saying that basically you've got a lovely daughter. She stands out in a crowd. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you can just, like, you would just know. She just, like, radiates. Yes. Right. You know what? It's like she's sharp as hair on something red. Yeah. You just really pick her out. Yep. Or the way you, you go see a movie with Dame Judi Dench and sure. she's right. got just got this presence. Right. Yes. It's that. Yeah. Okay. This, it's is, that. this might be about Dame, Ju- Dame Judi Dench. I'm, I'm amazing. Only, I mean, at this point, I'm going to say it's definitely about Dame, Dame Judi, Judi Dench. Dench. <laughs> 17 year old Judi Dench. Yeah. But I will. I will Judith. Judith. As, as she was called then. Is that I, true? I know. I don't know. I mean, I assume Judy is short for Judith. Anyway, welcome to our new podcast. Let's dissect Dame Judy Dench's <laughs> life and career. This, oh, I thought our new podcast. Let's guess what real people's names are from, based off what's probably a nickname, although I'm not sure. Anyway, yeah. go on. I do not understand this. I guess this is the this would be the bridge. Yeah. I don't understand it much. Also, because is this him talking in the past, like watching her through a crowd makes a bloke feel so proud, or is he stalking her right now because <laughs> she shouldn't make you feel anything right now because you broke up? Right. To be fair, I think he's talking about in the past. But I, I hope. Th- but I think he's saying like you know what he's doing. It's weird. He's pining. Yeah. This no, is, he's pining. This oh, is he's him pining. pining. Oh, he's pining. Oh, he's pining. Literally, the, no. Yeah. There's, there's not a single line of this song where he's not pining. Right. Including the lines where he says, "I shouldn't be pining." Yeah. He's still <laughs> pining. So why? It's just walking about. I don't. I, starting there is weird. He's walking about even in a crowd, like. Now he's caveating the phrase walking about, but I don't know why he started there in the first place, but whatever. She, there's a crowd of people, you're like, oh, that that woman, I'm just drawn to her. Yes. She's just like super magnetic. But then there's a weird thing of like, I'm proud. Mm-hmm. Look how cool I am because of how attractive and magnetic my girlfriend is. That's weird. I mean, it's, it's not totally weird. It's just like your self-esteem should not be wrapped up in your... Like how attractive your girlfriend is is what is right. what I'm saying. And but I, I will say this: I'm gonna give him not the benefit of the doubt. Let's say that he's talking about the past because mm-hmm. I really hope so. Because if not, he's just walking around in crowds, scoping her out and like grabbing people <laughs> and right. saying, "Look at her! Look, isn't she glorious?" Look, and they're like, "No, I don't know. That's Mrs. Brown's daughter. She's lovely." But hey, aside hey. from that, I don't know anything about her. Hey, hey, come here, come here. See that girl over there? You think she's hot? <laughs> I used to hit that. Uh, yeah, yeah. See, that's creepy. <laughs> that's creepy. If if he's because he doesn't say he says she she's a lovely he that she's got a lovely daughter. Yeah. And says she's sh- girls as sharp as her. And I don't think that just means attractiveness. I just I think it means the entire thing of, you know, she's oh, yeah, really absolutely. something special. Yeah. So saying that they're proud is that's I'm fine with that. As as the woman between the three of us, mm-hmm. I will tell you this. I'm fine with that. I, I, if you're like because Lady in Red, he has a similar mm-hmm. thing where mm-hmm. he's looking at how proud he was to be next to her and be with her. So I'm okay with that. Yeah. If he's talking about the past, again, if he is talking about now, he's just a stalker. I am always happy to talk about how creepy <laughs> the, the <laughs> men in our songs are. Right. I'm gonna give him I'm gonna give him a couple of benefits of the doubt. Yeah. First of all, I really don't know what this phrase is exactly supposed to mean, so I'm gonna give him a charitable reading of it just so like also I'll give him this. If he's saying girls as sharp as that or something where if he's talking about like she's just super smart mm-hmm. and like cool or whatever, I mean that's that's nice that he's yeah. not just talking about how she looks. Because most of these songs 
like 60 songs are like look how beautiful that girl is like they almost never talk about anything outside of that so this is like he's not totally objectifying her he does really need to get over this if she finds that I've been round to see you to see you tell her that I'm well and feeling If I've been around to see you, she won't. Don't worry. I'm not telling anyone about this. You're you're totally fine. Trust me. Or is she saying if if she finds that I've been around to see you, she's going to because the restraining order is going right. to come to her and you so that she can sign it. E- either that or the whole neighborhood is talking you about mean, how you're here every yeah. day, dude. Yeah, you. It has as- been years at this point, and you- she's definitely not in the house right now, hiding from you, avoiding this conversation. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. At that point, it's not telling her that you've been around; it's warning her that yeah. you've been around. She's just like Herman. Can you can you just come over here for a second? I just I. What do you think of this painting? I hung this painting up, and I really like it. And in the background, she's shimmying down a sheet. <laughs> <laughs> you see her in the window, and she's running, gets into car, car slam. Takes go, Judy, off. go. Go, go. <laughs> Run to your acting classes. If she finds I've been around to see you, tell her that the call is coming from inside right. the house. <laughs> if she finds I've been around to see you, tell her that I'm well and feeling fine. I will not be talking about mm-hmm. this at all. Mm-hmm. I'm The moment you walk out the door, mm-hmm. I'm going to pretend this conversation never happened, at least until tomorrow when you come back. Also, all you're asking me to do right now is lie to my daughter in many <laughs> different ways. Because you have been around. You are not feeling fine. You're pining. Yeah. Pining something awful. Yeah. Yeah, it's no good to pine. However, don't let on. Don't say she broke my heart. I'd go down on my knees, but it's no good to pine. What, dude? What are you doing? What are you doing right now? (laughs) (laughs) Could you imagine, like, I I mean, being Mrs. Brown, Mm -hmm. right? This guy shows up your house and he's just like, I mean, your daughter. She just broke my heart. She just. I, I'll never be the same. I'll never be a whole person. My heart was broken by her. And just like, what are you supposed to say to that? Dude, you've been dating for two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> like, Let, what it, are go. You supposed Let to it go. Say? This is the 1960, uh, this is the 1965 version of the movie fear with, uh, <laughs> with what's his name? With Marky Mark. Marky Mark. <laughs> uh, oh, Mark, Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. Um, anyway. Yeah. That's all I've got about that. <laughs> nothing to back that up except no. i remember the trailer of it with him looking oh, through the say, peephole i've never seen the movie so i wasn't i thought maybe you would, would elaborate a bit more on no, the no. plot of the movie fear yeah you both laughed and then looked directly at me like please explain and i'm like i got nothing i no. got nothing but this is like the trailer to the movie fear <laughs> yes. yeah. the 1965 version of the trailer of, of the, the trailer movie fear starring fear. marky mark big deal big deal laura is that the guy gives me the creeps and the girl is my daughter <laughs> Fear. Sounds this is like the 1965 version. If you actually version. saw the movie, you know that it's a musical comedy. <laughs> it's really weird. The trailer didn't know. It's about stage fright. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is the point where Mrs. Brown wishes she had a butler. Yeah. Uh, to be like, James, can you see the young lad out, please? <laughs> Why do I answer the door myself every time? And 100% at this point, he is down on his knees. Yes. Right? He is at yeah. least. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's sobbing openly. <laughs> Yeah. At the kitchen table yeah. at this point. It does no good to pine. Fourth time you've said it. Mm-hmm. 
fourth time you said it in this conversation and that's literally all you're doing i don't know what else to tell you nobody said the word pine more (laughs) in the history of the world yeah the guinness people are outside they want to give you an award for the most number of times people said the word pine in a single conversation outside Um, of a pine salt commercial right yes 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 if it's hyphenated with soul then you're fine (laughs) and this is it and then she's she's pushing him uh out the door as he says mrs brown you've got a lovely daughter Mrs. Brown, you've yeah. got a lovely daughter. And Slowly t- closing Mrs. the Brown, door. You've got, Mrs. Brown, you've got a lovely daughter. And then, and then she has to open it back up and be like, take these background singers with you too. I don't know how they got in here. They're like mice for God's sake. They follow you everywhere. <laughs> lovely daughter. I thought that was coming from outside the house. No, you were in my pantry. <laughs> Give me back my biscuits. They're called cookies. <laughs> and then later, Herman jumped into the River Thames. Yeah. Uh, let's let's say that's how it ends. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, we're gonna take a quick break, and we come back. We're gonna talk about the story behind this song with story behind the story. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house, and my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. I'm playing this jazzy salsa rhythm to talk to you about algorithms. The best way to help people find the show is to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. All those five-star reviews cause Apple's algorithm to do something I don't understand, for reasons no one understands. But the result is more people listening to and enjoying the Story Song Podcast. And if you leave us a five-star review, we'll read it on the show. Now... Enough talk. Let's dance. All right, welcome back. And now it's time for a story behind the story. This is where we're going to tell you how this story came to be a part of our lives. Herman's Hermits. Guys, get ready. Uh-huh. Get ready for a shock. Okay. Herman's Hermits was formed in Manchester, England. What? In 1964. Yes. Yes, guys. They are British. I know it's what? hard to believe. That's but crazy. Yes. 
Are you? Sh- I thought they were from Detroit. <laughs> nope. Yeah. No. I know. Like the outskirts of Detroit. Right. No, right? Yeah. Like yeah. A, like a like a like like a Michigan suburb. Yeah. I no, thought so. No. No. I know this is crazy. They're wow. from the British Isles. Would not have known. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. They're basically the epitome of Manchester, England in yeah. 1964. They literally they don't know what an H sounds like. No. They literally <laughs> have never heard it. They're the Ermans Ermits to them. <laughs> so uh, basically, the band when the band started, they were just like a normal like early 60s rock band they were basically like the rolling stones or the beatles or whatever and or that's what they were aspiring to be and then this producer came along and he insisted they had a very non-threatening clean-cut image and uh it worked it worked because they actually were extremely successful throughout the 1960s -hmm. they had a number of hits um and their first hit was a cover of i'm into something good um which was originally recorded by a singer called earl jean who was uh, from america and it was written by jerry goffin and carol king um, and I'm sure you guys... Yeah. Carol King. I know. She I'm, wrote everything. She wrote everything. Everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, oh, man. And uh, it was it was a, a decent hit for, for Earl Jean, um, but it was a... The Hermit Service recorded, and it was a number one hit, it, both in the UK... Oh, no, it was number one hit in the UK, excuse me, hit number 13 on the hot, US Hot 100. Yeah, yeah. I think the Earl Jean, I didn't write it down, but I think it was like, I don't know, I'm gonna guess like 53. Like it was good, made some money, you know, yeah. better than nothing, but I, it wasn't like a huge hit, but then they took it and, and made it to a big hit, which each successive hit, it got more and more. But Peter Noon, obviously he had a British accent. There was something of a put on. It was like, yeah. me, meow, oopa. I don't know why. <laughs> I turned into oopa, man, I'm sorry. That but that, that, crazy, that crazy super, he didn't cry that crazy what just great happened. What is that? What was that? Was that a robot? Hold on. Right. Peter Noon did an impression of a robot. You guys hear that, right? Beep, boop, pop, boop, beep, boop, pop. You know what? This goes back to the idea of you thinking it was, uh, you know, sharp as hair on something red. Maybe right. you just can't distinguish languages, Dan. I, I, I don't know this what you're talking about. This might be a deeper, like, uh, a deeper medical issue for you. <laughs> anyway, my point is, is that that crazy cockney guy, cockney guy. Hello, governor. Has. Maybe Hello. that. Yeah. That's, that's, that's what I was trying more. to do. Hello, I, Mrs. Brown. You know, you gotta love it. I, see, I can't do it. Beep, I can't boop. do it. <laughs> boop, beep. All I'm hearing is beep boops from you now, Dan. I can't. I can't. <laughs> anyway. Um, Anywho. That was. Oh, th- they played that up. They played right. that up, and it and right. it worked. It played yep. in the states. They were like, oh, these these. British guys, because it was the British invasion, so they were like, let's really double down on the first part of that. Right. Let's really double down on the British part of the British invasion. So this song, this part's crazy. So this is a cover of a song written by a British songwriter named Trevor Peacock, and it was originally from a British TV play Hmm. called The Lads. That version was also released as a single by the guy who did it in the TV play. By the way... TV plays used to be a thing. Yeah. No one knows what those are anymore, but they were plays written for TV. Teleplays. Yeah. Um, no, I know, but I'm, like that literally hasn't happened since like 1971, so no one right. knows what we're talking about. Even now that's, when they do true. a play, when they do like Grease or whatever, that is a play that's put on TV. This I'm yeah. talking about this a play that was specific. written specifically to be done on television. And I understand that you thing. have to explain that to people. Yeah. Michael and I literally just took you like a doy because yeah. <laughs> we should have been born around 1945. Right. right. And that, we, yeah, uh... Teleplays. I have an entire collection of them in my basement. That's not a joke. What yeah. was what was the like Playhouse 90? Playhouse right. 90, like yeah. That? Well, it's also Twelve Angry Men. Twelve Angry Men was was a teleplay. That's That's one of those things that's always funny. Like when a when a medium like television starts out, where they're just like they're like, we don't know what to do with this, so they're like, well, let's just 
do what the old thing yeah. did for a while until yeah. we figure out what this thing does. Right. So they would just write plays that they would put on TV. Well, I think so. I, I think it was it was also and correct me if I'm wrong. It was TV at the time was live. Right. Well, yes. So, yeah. so I think it was that it was they did this it's closer to like a live play. Play. Yeah. yeah. Right. Right. That's why things like Twelve Angry Men worked because it takes place in one location. So that's what a lot of those teleplays would be. Anyway, this on our next like... again on our third podcast after <laughs> we... Let's Dissect Dame Judi Dench. Wow. Here's our third podcast you called Playhouse Ninety. Nobody cares about it anymore. Here's three idiots talking about it. I kind of. So I kind of want to do that. To have a a podcast Uh where we just go through and just like each episode, we talk about like a 1960s teleplay. Only because I would love to have a podcast that literally has zero downloads (laughs) (laughs) to the end of time. Right. We'd have to really push the grandparent grandparent downloads. We'd have to go to old people's house, explain to them what a podcast is, how to download it, blah, blah, blah. We'd have to get a sponsorship from Jitterbug. (laughs) I don't even know what that is. That is but... the that is the big phone for grandparents. That's <laughs> <laughs> like big buttons on it, or like a smartphone that just has like two buttons that says yeah. like grandchildren and then EMS. <laughs> I swear to God. Uh, anyway, hey guys, talking about teleplays is brought to you today by Jitterbug. <laughs> Are buttons too small? Well, with Jitterbug. They're bigger. <laughs> Say what you want. Also, I would download the hell out of that podcast. Also, Squarespace, because this is a podcast. <laughs> I said Squarespace, guys. <laughs> Turn up your jitterbug. Also, uh, uh, that podcast idea, copyright 2018, a story song podcast. We might actually do that. Nobody steal that. Michael's probably going to go rogue and do it on his own. So Mrs. Brown, You Got a Lovely Daughter, was- Oh, is that what we were talking about? <laughs> was written for- a teleplay called The Lads. This is technically a show tune, then. Yeah. It is technically a show tune. Oh, my tune. gosh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not, that's not that surprising, given the way it sounds. Yeah. But, um, yeah, but it's surprising in what what a big hit it was and yeah. how, you know. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, it uh, it debuted at number 12 in the U.S. as the third highest debut of the 60s after two songs you might have heard called Hey Jude and Get Back. By Who a sang band, those? By a band called The Monkees. <laughs> and... <laughs> And uh, it would hit number one, and it would stay there for three weeks in May 1965. So, big hit. Big hit. Big hit. Yeah. yeah. Holy and, moly. And one that, one that you would definitely, not so much anymore. When we were younger, this is a song you would hear like on oldies and even like classic well, rock. You still hear it on oldies. Stations. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Well, but I'm can, just saying. Can like, we talk about the reason that we know about Herman's Hermits sure. right now? Is because they, uh, a song of theirs... Which was... It, I, I think it was um, I'm Into Something Good. It was I'm Into Something yeah. Good. was yeah. featured heavily in Naked Gun. Yes. And s- somehow after that, Herman's Hermits had a real big resurgence. They resurged. To yeah. this day. It was... Yeah, yeah. Not to this. Let's, I, let's I think relax. so. I mean, well, I mean, it definitely brought them back. It brought yeah. them back to the guys. And they had a the, video. They're not an obscure 60s band. People like. Right. You, yeah. Right. If you said Herman's Hermits, somebody or somebody's mom has, <laughs> knows who Herman's Hermits They look it yeah. up on their jitterbug. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why people of our generation know these songs. Yeah. Because they had a big resurgence. They came Henry back. Henry VIII, their song Henry VIII came back. Yep. Like all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. And um, there, was, there was a video. They showed an MTV, which I don't know if it was the original band, but somebody was playing in it, and it mixed in clips of of uh, oh, yeah. Naked Gun, and they would play that all the time. I remember yeah. seeing that many times. Also, I'm pretty sure the Chipmunks covered all of these songs. I mean, I think at this point, the Chipmunks have just covered every song <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. ever been written. So, so far, now that we've returned for the reboot, right. there's there's been two main tropes that go through all of our stories behind the stories. Sure. One is, surprise, this song is a cover. Right. Um, <laughs> 
True. So that's A. So that has this one. And the second one is the band didn't believe in it. And the band didn't believe in it. They recorded the song just in two takes. They never dreamed it would be a single let alone a number one hit in the U.S. According to Noon, the song was well known to British bands. It was often performed at birthday parties, substituting the surname of the girl whose party was celebrated, oh, i.e. Mrs. Smith, etc., well etc. Well done. So no, it was, I think that's well weird. Done. I love it. I think it makes sense. It makes sense. If you're Imagine you're a British band who plays birthday parties, sure. and you're trying to get an edge over other people, and you say, let me tell you this. I don't know what that accent was, but at least it wasn't a robot, Dan. Um, listen here. Right? Hey right. there, hey yeah. governor. We'll put <laughs> the na- we'll put your surname in mm-hmm. to this song. That everybody else knows, yeah. and you go, you're sold. Have a biscuit. Yeah. So there you <laughs> go. Assuming See? one, their last name had one syllable. Yeah. Well, I mean, and two, the there. whole pining thing just gets weird Mrs. at a birthday Twinkasetti. party. <laughs> <laughs> like it was one of those things where it was just like it was just around, like people knew it, and they yeah. were just like, why would we record this? old song that like everyone knows but there was a little country called the united states of america where we mm. don't know that stuff and we were just like anything british yeah. we're gonna take it yeah. whatever you got we're into it that was actually 1964 was the first time anyone in america had had ever had tea yeah <laughs> true never yeah. heard of it true. well i mean true. we threw it all in the in the ocean at one yeah. point oh, yeah. and said we shall never speak of this again <laughs> That was mo- right. That was mostly what the sixties about, like America <laughs> rediscovering tea. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't studied a lot of history, but I'm pretty sure that's all that uh, happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, definitely, there was just definitely. a lot of tea talk, tea resurgence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. The people at Mr. Coffee being like, "No, we're losing our grip." <laughs> Quick, get Joe DiMaggio as a sponsor. <laughs> oh, Why was that mercy. so funny? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but I'll take it. Okay. <laughs> this has another great trope, an answer song. There's oh, an answer song it. called Mrs. Jones, Your Son Gives Up Too Easy, which <laughs> I don't agree with. Because <laughs> he is not that letting is this go. False. No. Hermit's Hermit's had 11 top 10 hits in just two years, including Henry the Eighth I Am and a genuinely good song. There's a kind of hush. That is a great song. That is a I, great song. I don't know song. that song, you guys. Yes, it's a kind do. of hush. All over the world. You don't famously, know that song? No, I don't think oh, I know that song. Oh, it's good. It's a great song. It's also good. Also famously wow. covered by the Carpenters yeah. in the late oh, 70s. Yeah, okay. yeah. Early no, that's a, that's, and they do a great job. And it's not the like beep boop, you know, <laughs> yeah, the, the cockney. <laughs> yeah. When yeah. they're like, I am a robot. Beep boop, bop, boop, bop. You know, the, the British stuff that I was Hello, talking about. Uh, no, but seriously, they do it like very straight. It's, oh, cool. It's, awesome. it's a great song. Well, well, I'll listen to it. Yeah, we're gonna. Um, you're going to hear it right after this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do that classic. Dan McInerney, I'm going to play you a song and then stare at you the whole time. To see, <laughs> to see my reaction? What, what do you think What, what do you so think far? of this? Mm-hmm. What do you think? Mm-hmm. You liking it? Is this great? Part? Well, I think you're this pining is, too hard for it. This is the best part. This is the best part. You're going to want to listen here. No, we'll rewind it. <laughs> hold on. You should, you should hold hear on. this again. If yeah, you weren't yeah. paying attention, you should listen to this part. L- listen. No, listen harder. Listen really hard. <laughs> listen hard to it. Okay. Guys, you guys, there's so much stuff I don't know. They start in two movies. What? They were trying to be the Beatles. They were in movies. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right, everybody in 1964 was trying to be the Beatles. Yeah. I know, but they went for it. They were like, well, the Beatles are doing movies. Two movies? Now we're doing movies. Unbelievable. Um, the first one was called Hold On mm-hmm. in 1966, and the second one was called Mrs. Brown, You've Got a Lovely Daughter. Okay. Now, the plot of the movie, Mrs. Brown, you Got a Lovely Daughter. Herman, so even they did the same thing that we did. Herman, I mean, I, listen, I assume I know the plot of this movie. Right, Dan? Yes. I mean, it's going to be about somebody pining away somebody. Think about it. Think about 
what the okay. plot of a movie based on the song Mrs. Brown, You Got a Lovely Daughter sure, of course. would be. Yeah. And, and this and this is I mean, we're all basically come to the same thing. Herman inherits a prize greyhound called Mrs. Brown. Okay. And aims <laughs> Already my ideas are blown out of the water. Blown out of the water. Right? Did not see that one coming. aims to race the dog and win the derby. Herman and his group, the Hermits, Mm -hmm. play gigs to raise money for the entry fee for the race. Herman travels from Manchester to London for more concerts. And the London dog race, Herman falls for Judy. (gasps) I totally forgot. Gosh, that was, this is about Judy this Dench. This is about Judy Dench. This oh is about Judy Dench. Gosh. You guys, this is a four alarm. This is a Judy Dench. <laughs> so I am so happy right now. Oh, this is all come together, and I, I will tell you, listeners, yeah. that this is honest surprise. No, I, none of us put this together. I had totally I forgot. Didn't read about this yeah. before right now. This is amazing. And I had, but I literally just copy and pasted this, this from Wikipedia and immediately forgot about it. So this I forgot great. that the girl's name was Judy. Wow, it's really about Judy Dench. That's crazy. Anyway, uh, Herman falls for Judy, who is also Mrs. Brown's daughter. So there's Wait, a... Mrs. Brown the dog? <laughs> yes. I don't understand yep. that. Yeah, yeah. No, I, don't understand I think that. I think her name was Just also two Brown. Mrs. Oh. Browns? Is there's it, two it, Mrs. Browns. That's the that's like a oh that's oh I have a dog named Mrs. Brown. Really, that's yeah, my yeah. last name. Yeah, bum 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 bum. So I think it's basically just like tis the season to be merry. Yeah, <laughs> that's my name. It's just random. Just I don't know. It's random late sixties. What? It's how super do weird. Start with a greyhound race. Every I don't know. So strange. Also, every review I read of the movie was just like. It's of its time. <laughs> it's like um, you don't need to go back to yeah, it. Yeah, they were like basically it was like it's an interesting historical curio, but there's no other reason to watch it. It's it's of its I time. Mean, here's the thing: it just seems like it would be a super straight road to the plot of this movie, right? Of like somebody trying to win back their girlfriend, and they decided to go greyhound racing. Yeah, yeah, but are you going to have a two-hour-long... I don't know, how was it, like three, four hours? Probably, yeah. Six or seven DVDs. It was the Gone with the Wind of the 60s. Right. Is it, like, are you going to have a full-length movie about somebody just standing at someone's front door crying their eyes out? Yeah, fear. Fear. Yeah. I assume that's what fear is about. No, this was, this was the... Uh, it was the fear trailer. This was the British... <laughs> 60s my dinner with andre it was right. just the mom and the son or the mom and the and not the son the uh the boyfriend uh just talking for two hours uh-huh. just like exploring life over like biscuits what's going and tea on. yep that's yeah, all it is my tea time with herman <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. um but yeah i mean i think they just wanted to be like a fun 60s romp right. like uh, like the beatles movies and then they were and then it's it's everything Michael, in the 60s was a fun romp michael yeah. it's it's of its time yeah. apparently so it is what, what it is um Lead singer Peter Noon left the band in 1971, uh, and the group kind of limped along with the new singer for a few years, but didn't really work, and then they broke up. So that's it. And then they came back for the Naked Gun. Then there was a kind of hush to their career. Yeah. Ooh, well done. Well done. Got to put a bow on it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So that's uh, Sir Man This Story. When we come back, we're going to do a new segment, and then we're also going to do Lessons Learned. So get excited for that. We'll be right back. Hey folks, Stefan Shirazi and Renee Richardson here from the Metallica Report. And we are proud members of the Pantheon podcast family, where the best of music and podcasts unite. We've got something pretty cool for you. We're giving away an exclusive Metallica merch package worth over $250. That's a whole lot of scary guys, skulls, M72, and other sought-after Metallica swag. 
And we've made it easy for you to win. Follow and share the Metallica report. And you're in the game. Go to pantheonpodcast.com slash Metallica, enter your email, and hit that button to be entered to win. And just like that, you're eligible for our monthly exclusive Metallica merch package. And guess what, rockers? You can enter every month. So just do it. And while we love our global brothers and sisters, the lawyers won't let us ship outside the U.S. Really excited to find out about this new segment (laughs) that we didn't know about. There's only one thing missing from the Story Song Podcast. Pictures! You can fix that by following us on Instagram at Story Song Podcast. You'll find album covers of the songs we've done, behind-the-scenes photos, new episode announcements, and more. Get the full experience. Follow Story Song Podcast on Instagram. And we're back. So the new segment that I teased is that uh, we got a five-star review. Yay! As we said, uh, any five-star review we got, we're going to read it on the show. So, uh, Rachel, why don't you start? And uh, we're keeping our promises <laughs> to the American people. Uh, um, that was a good... That was a good Kennedy. Can I, can I do my Kennedy real quick? Sure. Beep boop bop. <laughs> Beep boop. Overload. <laughs> overload. Cannot compute. I didn't know he was British. <laughs> oh, funny. Uh, okay, so let's let's take a look at this five star review Yay! that we got. Yay! This is a five star review on iTunes by Storge. Mm, let me stop you right there. Yeah. Sounds Scandinavian, mm-hmm. and I'm already I'm not I'm not happy about it. <laughs> by beep boop bop. Is that better? <laughs> yep. Much better. <laughs> Uh, Storch says, I was a listener way back in 2013 before this show took a lengthy hiatus. Welcome back. All right. All right. They do a great job of breaking down the the minutiae of a story song in a funny way that it's informative and entertaining. Mm -hmm. All three hosts are unique and funny in their own way, which leads to an interesting mix of takes on any given song. I would agree with that. I would agree with that. Interestingly, Michael's love of truly terrible music seems genuine. All yeah. right. I do want to, let's talk about that. I can assure that. you it is. <laughs> let's talk about that. Uh-huh. Because he's not, or this person, he or she, uh, is not wrong. You love terrible music. Okay. And 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 it's very genuine. There's not an ironic distance. And I appreciate no. I appreciate that. You love things that are terrible okay. and no one else likes. And I, <laughs> I will and right. I I respect not, it. Not, I respect I'm gonna that argue you the like terrible the things thing, that you like. I do I like will the say I like. will say that. I am gonna say this. I'm gonna fight back a little bit for Michael. Yeah. I'm gonna say yeah. A, he has a varied eclectic interest in music. He has he has a very and varied eclectic broad. taste in things that are terrible. I would totally agree with that. <laughs> but not all of his music. I don't know that I like this new segment. <laughs> anyway, what we're saying is, is, is if you judge Michael's music on a five and give us a five star review, we will read it on the air. No, um, but I think Michael has a very varied. There are songs that Michael has brought us. Yes, some are terrible mm-hmm. and some are oh, yeah, wonderful some that have become become favorites of mine mm-hmm. but you just seem to know all the songs what, yeah. with no with no gradation <laughs> to them just sort of just it's all, all there. up here <laughs> it's all the same if i like them i like them if i don't <laughs> i don't that's, yeah. all that's fine i love it that's but fine. you're right it's genuine there's no there's no like oh listen to this one it's great yeah. you are genuine about it. it you like the songs you like yeah. and i love that about you yeah. if, um, there's no hipster detachment there's no, no ironic 
That's why no. you can never grow there a beard. There is a fedora, but no hipster detachment. <laughs> yeah. If if I'm in, I'm all in. Yeah. yeah I love it. Anyway, and uh, Storage uh, ends by just saying one of my all-time favorite podcasts. Oh, thank you, Storage. Thank you. Thank, thank you, you so whoever much. and wherever you are. Right. Thank you so much. Yeah. So uh, if you would like to have your five-star review read on the show, it's very simple. <laughs> Write a five-star review. On iTunes, and uh, we're going to read it on the show, and we'll talk about it, and hopefully we'll make fun of Michael some more. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Uh, I mean, it. they're going to make fun of me regardless, so you might as well <laughs> write a five-star review. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. And yeah. give them a reason to. And also, obviously, the five-star review helps people find the find show. Us. And so if you can do yes. it, we would we would much appreciate it, just to make sure you spread the gospel of the story song. Because, um, <laughs> oh yeah, we're starting a cult also. Okay, so uh, let's talk about lessons learned. Uh, why don't we start with Rachel? Okay. Rachel, what, what lesson did you long? What you, did you learn? Is what I meant to say. <laughs> sure. From Mrs. Brown, you got a lovely daughter. Uh, what I learned is when you get gifts from mm-hmm. boyfriends, yep. always ask for a gift receipt <laughs> because yeah. if you're going to take them, you, you want to return them, but you never want to ask for the receipt because right. you want it to be a clean break. You don't want them mm-hmm. to know whether or not you're keeping them or not keeping them. Yep. You just want to make sure that everything is laid out there yep. because you are sharp as a hair on something red. <laughs> and so you are being smart about it. This I'm is so happy we turn this into making fun of Dan now. <laughs> this is uh, also important. Most stores 90-day return policy. So right. if you're going to break up with the boyfriend, make sure you do it break in that three-month window. Yeah. I mean, don't- yeah. like, Unless if, you get it from Kohl's, because they will take well, anything back. That's yeah, but if Costco, you, too. <laughs> anyway, if, Kohl's if, and Costco. If you find out that he bought it with the store credit card, they usually yeah. give you at least six months. Okay. Oh, good, good, good. Okay. Good. Okay, okay. Good and know. those Bed Bath & Beyond coupons do not expire. I will say this. Dame Judy Dench, I think your time is coming gone to return any gifts you got from Herman. Yeah. So if you did, yeah, yeah. You're on your own. You got to keep them. Probably a little late. Whatever. But, but you know, yeah. I don't know if they had Costco in 1960s England. <laughs> but if they did, they'll probably take it back. Right. So yeah. Check it. Michael. Yes. What lesson did you learn? I learned that if Herman asks you out on a date, mm-hmm. and he might, mm-hmm. he's apparently single now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> don't say yes until you've installed a secret exit in your home. Yeah. Because you're ready to go. Should that relationship end, he's gonna hang out at your front door. Yep. You're gonna want an escape route. Yep. Yes, a hundred percent. It's also yeah. just yeah. fun to have a bookcase that moves when yeah. you pull a book out that's that's, that's <laughs> well, a, a fireplace that rotates yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. they have at least one of them right they're in england yeah you, I, I think they come i think i think you get like if you rent a place you get heat hot water and some sort of movable piece of furniture yeah. like yeah. a like a bookcase that or leads fireplace to a secret passageway to the conservatory yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 also so, you get a conservatory yeah right yes so just yes. so just ask the landlord where is the spinning fireplace. <laughs> and which right. book do I have to pull out right, right, to right, get that to right. work? And now, it- these sconces, are any of them levers to a secret room? <laughs> oh, you dated Herman, huh? Yeah, oh, I, yeah I did, I did, I did. Beep boop. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, Daniel. I learned if you have a teenage daughter uh-huh. and they're dating a boy. Right. Uh, or anyone really, but be very standoffish. Don't don't show any warmth or compassion. <laughs> Because you're just going to regret it later. Because they're just going to be coming around. (laughs) I love it so much. (laughs) Be clear from the start. I'm not interested. We are not friends. We are not friends. Stay away from me. A lot of like snarky comments would probably be good. Um, Just make sure they know. A lot of the beep and the booping. (laughs) Um, Just to keep them away. Because you don't want them coming around. Because once you've opened that door, 
it's really hard to close it. I mean that both literally and metaphorically. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> not getting oh, out of the way. Man. Double locks are not the wrong answer here. All right, All right, so that is our show for this week. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, I'm Dan McInerney. I'm Rachel Oaks. And I'm Michael Gazelle. We'll be back in two weeks with another great story song. Remember to leave us a five-star review on iTunes. We really appreciate it. Uh, follow us on Instagram and Twitter and all the socials and all that stuff. And uh, thank you guys so much for listening. We'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. This is brown, you've got a lovely theme music was written and performed by Jason Flowers. You can follow him on Twitter at Jason Flowers with a Z. Some of our bumper music was provided by Purple Planet Music. Find them at purple-planet.com. Our logo was designed by Dan Geva. For even more great stuff from the Story Song Podcast, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at story underscore song, and on Instagram at Story Song Podcast. And don't forget to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We'll be back next time with another great story song. Thanks for listening. Story behind the story for Herman's head. Herman's nope. head. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I can't tell you how many times I've wanted to say that through through this. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.